Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Pop rock sensation LP performs live at the Anthem in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night. They join me to discuss their global hits like Lost on You and Activism for the LGBTQ plus community. What's going on, man? Hey, LP, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. What up? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Where are you calling us from? Uh, I just got to Chicago today. All right. So you're bouncing around and you're going to end up coming to D.C. at the Anthem, which is a great spot on Tuesday, November 7th for the Love Lines Tour. Now, before we get into any of that, I have to say my wife has been playing your music constantly for the last couple of years because she was playing an acoustic. She's a musician. She was playing an acoustic gig at a vegan restaurant in Maryland. And after her set, one of the waitstaff came up and said, hey, do you want to hear the coolest new artist that's out right now? Send her a link to Lost on You. And she packed up her gear and listened to that song, like, literally, like, on repeat, half the ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so dope. So the word is out there around Maryland. It's been for a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, if folks come come to the anthem, is is it is it like Love Lines, the album, like, start to finish? Or do you sprinkle in the hits a little, too? Uh, I was pretty good the hits too. I got like, yeah, we're playing the whole, playing that whole album, uh, which feels really good. And then we're playing, um, yeah, we're just playing, uh, you know, um, we're rotating things. You definitely hear some loss in here for sure, but, uh, we're rotating in all, all kinds of songs. That's awesome. What do you love about the, what do you love about the, the new album compared to the other ones you've done? Um, I don't know. There's just like a, like a freshness, like a free freedom to it somehow. Um, there's, um, I feel like I'm always kind of, there's always kind of um, uh, looking within kind of vibe, but uh, this one in particular, I feel like it, it feels like more so than usual. Um, and, but it just so feels, there's something really um, easy about it, you know? And when I, you know, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, it's the first record I've written um, in like, <laughs> Maybe it might be the first record I've ever written single, you know what I mean? Or like kind of, you know, I'm just kind of hanging out with different people and da da da. You know, I don't really get into it too much, obviously. <laughs> Other people put out singles, but you're literally putting out singles in this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love ah, it. That's one year. It that's took right. a second. That was, well, we call, we call them joke, joke grenades. They Jason, take a second. You're and then on, they, yeah. So, <laughs> joke they grenades. Explode, explode later. Yeah. But I, like uh, the, I like the ones that, like, you don't get into, like, lie in bed at night and you're like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, that's that. what they meant. I wish I could so, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I could Oops. laugh for them, but they're long gone at this yeah. point. They might have like punched you in the face, though. Yeah, exactly. Not you, not for that. I'm just right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, um, I, whenever I have someone you know famous like yourself on, I always love to sort of chart your chronological journey a little bit. So I know you're born in '81. Uh, what all did you grow up listening to? Like, what were you, what were your 
early influences, you know, your favorite artists, you know, on the scene back then? Uh, it was Brooklyn. Uh, most of this, you know, I mean, my parents, my mom was into opera and my dad was, didn't, didn't really care. He liked, he liked all these channels, you know what I mean? Like, he liked like Elvis shit, you know, and uh, Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Um, he, I didn't really, his musical opinion did not matter, TBH, but he was like, you know, um, so there wasn't a lot of, we were in that family. And as a result, I think I'm not really one of those people that wakes up and puts on music. Maybe it's because I have uh, music in my head already, like when I wake up, but I, I don't really put on music till later in the day. So I don't know. I don't really like, I, I, I would not say um, I come from like a family that like was that jacked about music. In fact, you know, pretty much, um, I don't know about my mother. My mother sang um, opera and studied opera when she was young. But, like, I think, you know, my father was, like, the antichrist as far as, like, a, <laughs> a musical career. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold statement. I don't really give a shit. But, yeah, he just definitely didn't believe in, like, doing music. He he loved – he was always making me sing for his friends. And I could tell he, he knew I was musical. But, like, you know, it was kind of like, be a doctor, be a lawyer, all that antiquated dumb shit whatever sorry sorry radio people i know you've never heard anybody curse before but really <laughs> it's all right i'll, um, I'll, I'll uh so, I will, i'll probably bleep, leave that i'll leave that out. out of the fm radio bleep. version but i'm gonna put it in the podcast yeah. baby why not <laughs> so yes i you know i'm very like uh i don't like you know i'm autodidactic i didn't like you know yeah i think voice lessons but it's basically scales you know someone showed me a few chords on the guitar but you know, I didn't really, I didn't know how to write songs, where to write songs, what they were really like intrinsically. And so I just did my best, you know, and I worked at it and um, I, you know, took a lot of, had a lot of experiences and um, I think they did me well. So Absolutely. And then <laughs> be between that and before you, you know, when you launched your, you know, before launching your, your first album, Heart Shaped Scar, didn't David Lowry of Cracker help you out with that? What weren't you were like doing back backup vocals on some of Cracker's songs? I don't think it was low. It was, uh, well, uh, no, I wrote he he had a tour manager that wanted to be my manager at the time. And uh, he uh, he loved my voice. I started seeing some backup. And then he um, asked me to co-wrote a song co-write a song that he that he had started and that was a song called cinderella that was on the on the, the hidden track on that record when they had hidden tracks and then i went out like as a little mascot on their tour you know and um yeah and it got me going and then i got a record deal and i asked him to uh to produce it and he did and uh yeah and um yeah it was just like basically a liaison that um i you know, he gave me something. I gave him something, and uh, yeah, and that's it. That's awesome. So he actually helped produce that first one, Heart Shaped Scar, and then you follow up he with did. Subur Suburban it. Sprawl and Alcohol. Uh, how do you think you, you yeah. had how do you think you'd grown from that first Lowry produced one to to that one? Um, I don't know. You know, I didn't want like I feel like that one was such a like a, a young kind of I don't know. You know, it was like 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 bluesy and shit. You know, I don't want to. I never. I I. I realized very early on that you can't like not you can't but like that i didn't really want to embark on the blues kind of the white girl blues singer thing you know what i mean the there's often no money in it and sorry but you know money's nice to 
you know, <laughs> it makes you feel like you're doing something, you know, no offense, but like, so I just, you know, and I was fascinated with songwriting, you know, the most, you know what I mean? I didn't, I really had a hard time picturing myself getting somewhere as an artist. I'll be honest with you. Cause I don't look the way you're supposed to look and I don't act the way you're supposed to act. And, um, and I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, for real, I don't want to act or look the way you were quote unquote supposed to look when I was coming up, you know, so I don't, I didn't really, so I, um, yeah, so I kind of tried to go away from that shit that I did with David Lowry, you know, I love him and then, you know, he's great at what he does, but I had, to, I started going, I wanted to go more pop, so, you know, I was trying to write more pop songs, for what I know of pop songs, I don't, I don't, you know, get from the get-go, I don't know anything, I didn't know anything, I still don't know anything, so I just started writing songs I thought were pop, Hard shaped scar. I mean, uh, for um, for Superman Sprawl, and then then I got record deals. Um, uh, I got my first major label deal like a couple of years after that, and then I started writing pop ish rock songs for myself. Couldn't find a couldn't find a lane. Didn't have a record out, and then I um, and then I got a publishing deal. Irony of ironies. Started writing songs for the people, which I started having success at. But yeah. I started including we got to tell, in. hang on, we got to tell everybody you can't just it's not just people. It, it was Backstreet Boys and Rihanna and Christina Aguilera, yeah. like, like yeah. you know, big yeah. name. And I was like, I was like, yo, this is cool. You know, like I can be like, you know, I could be like on the like low key tip. And it's like, hey, like, what do you do for a living? I write songs for people. Oh, sick. Like for who? Like, you know, um, uh, like for these people. And like, oh, cool. Oh, you know? and, and I've it never heard Cher nice. or Celine Dion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I liked I I really really liked the subtlety of that. I got to be honest with you. It was a very very cool you know. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, and, um, and then, I don't know, I just started, like, I got... I got signed to these new managers, which who were still my managers 13 years ago. And, um, and that, that guy had nothing to do with my Rihanna track. This was before it's like more like he, I think found out about me through that, but he was Rihanna's manager from the beginning until like, until um, Jay-Z and rock nation took her over in like um, in 2010. And, um, but he was, a he was like, you know, one of the first managers I met that had taken someone from like zero to like superstar. And he's and he's done it with other people since, and he's gotten me very far as well. But I I only signed him as a writer, but he was always very cool and, and be like, he's like, yo, we think you're not done being an artist, really. So you know, wow. it'd be great if you kept writing for you. And I did, and that's when I I started writing things like Into the Wild, and that's when I really kind of found myself 
as a writer for as an as an artist you know and so and then then you know it just kept going like that and um and and then and then i didn't even have lost on you then like i you know into the wild like kind of start embarking on being an artist again i, I went into a three-year stint with warner brothers at the end of that stint when everybody that believed in me either like got fired or left i had lost on you and a couple other songs on that record that have been synced like so many times and you know i'm so lucky and i played warner brothers the new people warner brothers lost on you and strange and muddy waters and they dropped dropped me <laughs> and, Wait, and they I was dropped like, oh, you shit. after you played them lost on you they yep. dropped you oh yeah yeah it, it's, what it's they crazy. just didn't think it had potential which is crazy that's, that's no a, no they didn't get it. they're like oh yeah 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 and yeah and and the uh the dipshit that was like at the helm there even even dared play me a song that was like by a gay by a guy that's not gay about being gay i was like oh, that's rich beautiful okay see you guys later but i also walked without owing them all the money that um i was supposed to owe them so you know and i've told that story hundreds and hundreds of times and the really reason why i tell that story is not because i need some kind of like lift or exoneration I, my life is great you know i say it for those people who are like getting like you know what it in the butt from labels as we speak and i want them to go oh man like i keep writing songs it's like yeah you do keep writing songs that's it you know and so yeah it's like that you know i and and you know and i might sound a little bit like i have a chip on my shoulder bet your ass i got a chip on my shoulder it's great you know I'm like and i and it's like and it's for a reason and it's inspiring to me and i just keep going you know i'm like uh yeah you know you don't like i don't i, I really don't i have um i have respect for myself for keeping going i gotta say and Absol um, absolutely. and i and i would yeah i would um employ anybody to do the same because it feels good at the end of the day you know because no one's going to come to your house and pull a guitar out of your hands you know just keep going and writing and believing that you can do it because you can you know that's great advice. That's yeah. And and thank you. You you took us through forever for now. You took us through. Is that enough chronological you? stuff for you, man? You know, That's enough. That yeah. We're not going to go through all of them. But yeah, everyone can check them out. But <laughs> well, hey, let's, let, let, yeah, let's say like, like, like James Brown when he's like gacked out of his mind in that interview. Let's talk about the music. Yeah, exactly. Go. Well, that's I want to ask before, that's what I believe. before we run, I do want to ask about um, you found some unlikely success in countries that are not always LGBTQ friendly, you know, Eastern Europe, Latin America, yeah. Russia. Um, I think you filmed the video yep. for Dayglow in, in Chechia to advocate for marriage equality there in yeah. Russia. You'll see some oligarchs come to your show standing side by side with teams. Yeah. That, tell me why that's that's important for you. And, and like you're sort of breaking down. uh you know, um, because I just believe in I believe in uh, people. I don't believe in governments. I don't believe in religion or governments. And, and you know, look around. That's every reason why we're right now. <laughs> religion and governments. I don't believe in either. Of them. And I believe in people. And um, and I'm just like, I think when you come up to me, I my energy says just that, you know, and I'm about um, I'm about love, you know, and, and about um, connection with people through that. And I don't really have time, you know, for a, a bunch of um, dudes that think they own the land or people or anything. I think it's, I think that's an adorable moment. That makes me want to go boop on someone's nose 
Oh, are you know, you're you're gonna talk to me about God? Oh, you're gonna tell me you own this place? You don't own shit. You ain't shit. <laughs> That's it. And I just feel like people know that about me, and so I'm just like I'm 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 about them. I'm not about where they're from or what they believe in. You know, as long as they're kind to me, I'm kind to them. Did you just give a super bad boop to the nose? Is that what? <laughs> I yeah, heard, I did. Super. I yeah, that. I did. It's a super bad boop to the nose that I have for every single um big patriarchal bullshit that that this world thrives on. And you know, come on, man, boop. All about the boop, McLovin. You don't know anything. Style. I love it. Yeah, McLovin style. And I, I, I sometimes online I see people say that that I look like McLovin. I take that with a with a great source of pride. Really? Oh yeah, it's be like if one of my things goes when one of my TikToks goes viral. Some some hilarious people are like, oh, McLovin. I'm like, <laughs> like McLovin, my fist up my butt. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm gonna put a I'll put about, a uh, disclaimer. How about Nick Hayden? So, you might wanna. <laughs> no, it, it's all right. No, I, I love the raw and realness realness of it. But uh, hey, raw if you realness. Want, exactly. If you wanna if you wanna get booped on the nose, come out to the anthem <laughs> in uh in DC yeah. uh for the Loveline store with LP. It's gonna you're, be on Tuesday. You're only November booped 7th. on the nose if you think you're like, you know, like running shit because we're we're all just here for a second. Hey, you're coming That's to Washington, DC where I, th those folks need the, the politicians here need the booping more than anybody. So yeah. we really appreciate you joining us. Thanks, man. I'm a little feisty this morning. I'm on my seven hundred cup of coffee, so sorry if I messed it up. No, that's Love fine. You. I, I got coffee flowing through my veins. It's all right. I, I feel you. Dope. All right. I'll see you right. soon. All see right. ya. Bye, Bye, Jason. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.